1: We're at a Senegalese wrestling fight on a beach in Dakar. The men bend as they struggle to fight, hands forward, legs back. They start by slapping each other's hands, necks snap together. With their fists, they try to hit the chest, the belly, the chin, blindly, because they have their heads stuck together. It's combat, but it's also a kind of choreography. This is what masculinity looks like in Senegal. Senegalese wrestling has become popular since 1914. Sociologist Jibril Sek argues that it was a tool for recovering native African masculinity wounded by colonization. During colonial times, popular European representations of African men were feminized and infantilized. But in the arena, the African warrior was back. Strong, muscular, Narcissistic and stoic in the face of pain. And of course, free of any feminine attributes. That's how Senegalese men are portrayed in the 1963 movie by Pauline Sumano Vieira, Lam, la lute Senegalese. Welcome to Cry Like a Boy, I'm Daniela Lavario and this is the second part of our documentary on the Gorge again in Senegal. If you haven't yet heard part 1, take a listen on yournews.com forward slash special forward slash cry like boy podcasts. In our previous episode, we met Junior, a 24-year-old Senegalese who lives with a secret, a taboo in Senegalese society. As a young gay man, he lives in fear of being called again, a man-woman, as they are pejoratively called in the local Wolos language. But it wasn't always that way.
2: Gorgigen before, meant something different, because there were men who dressed like women and talked like women according to the research I've done.
1: So how was the situation before? What changed? In
2: 1949, Dakar was already the gay city of West Africa. When I returned nine years later, the French rulers had gone, and Dakar was gayer than ever. For some reason, buried in history and ethnography... The Senegalese have a reputation in all those regions for homosexuality. And in Dakar, one can quickly see that they merit this reputation.
1: This is an excerpt from the travel essay by English journalist Michael Davidson. He published it in 1917 but it reflects his experiences in his visit to the West African country between 1949 and 1958. Senegal became fully independent on August 20th, 1960, after centuries under the French colonial rule. So when Davidson was traveling, the country was still a colony. He wasn't the only one to observe that the streets of Senegal were particularly welcoming to gender diversity. Senegalese professor of Pan-African Studies, Babakar Mbaye from Kent University explains.
2: You know, when I grew up, I mean, in the 70s, I was just a kid. I couldn't know anything. Uh, but in the 80s, certainly as I was, you know, a teenager, I could see individuals similar to those that are being described today as goji. You know, so I could remember. And I didn't remember any, any violence perpetrated against those individuals.
1: Let's now go deeper. Let's look a little further back through the words of another English anthropologist, Geoffrey Gorer, who wrote this in 1935.
2: In Wolof, they're called Gorgigen, men-women. They get this name from their mannerisms, their dress and their makeup. Some even style their hair like women. They do not suffer in any social way. On the contrary... They are sought after and seen as the best conversationalists and the best dancers.
1: In his time, the again, men-women, were integrated in the Senegalese society. Senegalese culture didn't just tolerate them, but accepted them as important part of the community. They had a prominent role in life ceremonies, such as weddings and baptisms. They also often accompanied high society women and had an influential political position. That memory is still there somewhere. Not only in studies, diaries and books, some Senegalese people like Professor Mbai, still remember it.
2: When they were dancing, everybody was just like, crossing their arms, and just in awe, watching. Well, nobody was turning their eyes away. And when those individuals walked by you, as a boy, I dared not. I dared not do anything, insult them. I dared not laugh at them. We consider them as like our fathers. Like we gave them the same sense of respect that we gave to our fathers and our uncles.
1: Like the Gorge again in Senegal, we can find examples of people who don't identify with the category of woman or man throughout Europe. Historical examples of such figures include Il Faminiello, who, just like the Gorgigans, played an important role in ceremonies such as weddings in the 19th century in Naples, Italy, in
2: liberty, and, yes.
1: and some still very current, such as the sworn virgins from Albania, born women but who decide to live like men. They're accepted only if they take a vow of chastity for life. Some do so to live more freely or to be able to provide for their families. So what we're seeing in Senegal is a transformation of the term gorjigen from meaning gender fluid or a third neutral gender to meaning a pejorative term strictly for gay men. Today, this nuance is lost, as French researcher Christophe Broca from the French National Center for Scientific Research explains here. They were considered to be men with feminine attributes, but the expression said nothing about their sexuality. What's more? Cher Niang, a Senegalese professor of medical and social anthropology at Cher Anta Diop University, says that the creation of these kinds of taboos is rooted in colonial influence. They took it from the colonial laws, and in the colonial laws, you have all these homophobic dispositions. The laws that you find in the texts, and in Africa, were not invented by Africans. It came as a result of the introduction of these same laws. We just copied and pasted. We extended laws that existed during colonization. Colonization has represented a step back in representing gender diversity and identity. And in time, it created a void in the historic memory of the Senegalese. Fast forward almost a century, we're back in 2020, back in the streets of Dakar at rush hour. People here cannot freely experience their sexuality. Everyone who is sexually diverse tends to hide it because they're afraid of punishment. The slightest hint of a female attribute in a man is seen as outrageous. <laughs> There is a well-known Senegalese artist, Wally Sek, who was wearing a handbag in a clip and on photos. That was considered too feminine, and he was extremely stigmatised for it. He even had to destroy it publicly at a concert to end the controversy
2: you think i should give up the bag joey i'm sorry i mean as terrific as i think you are with it oh hey i just don't know if the world is ready for you and your bag (laughs)
1: In societies around the world, in many languages, there are words to demean those who do not fit into traditional male or female patterns. Boy Baba Tomboy. In Senegal, the word is again. Junior has probably heard many times, but deep down, this word cannot hurt him.
2: Oui. Yes, gay and masculine is possible.
1: He knows his sexuality doesn't affect his masculinity. Neither does the tone of his voice, his way of dressing, or his hairstyle. He says he's a proud man.
2: I've always loved my masculinity naturally because I played with my friends. I did everything that everyone else did. It was no different. Do you sometimes wonder, when you tend to listen to the radio or TV, or even hear people talking, You ask yourself questions, but it's only for a few minutes. After that, it passes. You move on because it's your life and you're the only one concerned.
1: If you're new to the series, check out our story on the Abatangamucho in Burundi, a group of former violent husbands who decided to change and inspired a whole country. And visit our website for more original content, videos, and opinion pieces. I, Daniela Lavario, will see you in our next journey. In this episode, we used music by Sahad Sar, a Senegalese artist and songwriter involved in the development of rural populations. You can check out his work at sahadpatchwork.com. With original reporting and editing by Marta Moreiras in Dakar, Senegal, Marta Rodriguez Martinez, Nara D'Avlashian, Lilo montalto Manella, and Arma Barcala in Lyon, and Lori Martinez in Paris, France, and Clitia Sala in London, UK. Production design by Studio Centa. Theme by Gabriel Delmaso. Special thanks to our producer, Natalia Olsner, for collecting the music for this episode. Our executive producer is Yasser Khan. The film you heard in the beginning of this episode is Lam, La Lute Senegalese, by Beninese Senegalese film director and historian Bolan Sumanu Vieira. You can check more information about his work and buy the film in www.psv-films.fr. For more information on Cry Like a Boy, a Euronews original series and podcast, Go to euronews.com forward slash crylikeaboy to find opinion pieces, videos, and articles on the topic. Follow us at euronews on Twitter and euronews.tv on Instagram. Share with us your own stories of how you changed and challenged your view on what it means to be a man. Use hashtag crylikeaboy. If you're a French speaker, this podcast is also available in French, dans la tête des hommes. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grants Program. This fund is supported by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...